0: This is Elevate Your Eight, Episode 7, and today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash elevate and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It is that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash elevate and check it out today.
1: You're listening to the Elevate Your 8 podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja, Chris McPeak, will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you, sharing their tips and strategies for success. And learning how you can incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you are in the right place. Here's your host, author, educator, and karaoke queen, Chris Peak.
0: Okay, good morning, everyone. This is Chris with the Elevate Your Aid podcast, and I am really excited to have Katherine Hofer on the show today to talk a little bit about planning and time management. She is definitely what I would consider an expert. Her website is Modern Planner, and we'll get to the gist of that here in just a couple minutes. Um, Just as a quick reminder, our show is, as always, currently being sponsored by the Elevate Your Eight book, which is available now on Amazon, both in Kindle format and in paperback. And as soon as I get this podcast running in a way that makes me feel good, then we'll start doing an audible book. But until then, it's here. I'm excited to have Catherine here. So, Catherine, tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, what you do, and and we'll take it from there.
1: Sounds good. Well, thank you for having me, Chris. Um, my name is Catherine. I'm a wife of over eight years, a mom to a little girl who's almost a year and a half, and uh, we live in Canada. So, just about like an hour outside of Toronto. So, that's kind of like the big major city that we're outside of, but I'm Canadian. And through Modern Planner, I support women who are feeling a bit overwhelmed, who feel scattered behind unorganized. And I help them to plan ahead, think ahead and live really intentionally. And so it doesn't really matter what the women do. I get asked that question a lot. Like, well, what kind of women are you targeting? And it's, I have working professionals, business owners, moms with a side hustle, students. Um, It doesn't really matter what we fill our time with. I think the thing is, is that we just, as women, want to be more purposeful about what we're doing, and that's um, the kind of ladies that I love to work with.
0: Awesome sauce. Okay, hang on. I have to turn this alarm off really fast. I didn't plan that well. Okay. So when I first started researching you, I loved your video blogs and the the different lessons that you put into all of the different videos that you're sharing out there with the world. So there were a couple that I pulled out that made me really excited for this particular show. So tell me a little bit about what managing your time is really about.
1: (laughs) Well, I use that phrase, what managing time is really about, because that's what everyone thinks that they need to do. Oh, well, I just need to manage my time better, but managing your time actually has nothing to do with time. And that usually surprises people, but you, we can't manage time. Like time moves at the same speed, like every day and every minute we have the same hours. So like, we can't slow down or speed up or like give ourselves more time like that in and of itself. I just like, well, we can't manage time. So what do we manage instead? Right. And so what I talk about is that there's two other things that we can manage. We can manage our priorities and we manage ourselves. Those are the things that we manage. So that's what time management's really about.
0: <laughs> and I love that because I've recently been talking about that both in my Facebook group and then, and here on the show, um, I came back from a conference where we were talking about the main gripe that the people I was working with were saying with regards to time management is that there's not enough time in the day, not enough hours in the day. And my response to that is that's a load of crap because there's everyone has the same 24 usable hours in every day. Um, so what I tell them is it's not that you don't have the hours, it's just, you're not managing them well slash you are not prioritizing the right things. So what do you try to teach your clients and your, and your community about
1: prioritizing? So much, <laughs> there's literally <laughs> a lot that we can get into. We spent an entire month on priorities in my group program. That's how important I think it is. Um, I think the biggest thing to remember is that with priorities, like when the word priority first came about, it was singular for 500 years. So it's only in the last hundred years that it's become a pluralized word. So now we all think we can have, Oh, we can have priorities. We can have multiple, but like, it's not true in any moment. Like right now in this moment, my only priority is to be with you and be present. As soon as this call is done, my priority is going to shift. So I think it's rather than thinking about it in terms of like, well, everything is of equal importance. It's about changing how we think about things and say only one thing can be the most important thing at any given, t- given time. And so what is it right now? And then whenever that is done or you're finished that conversation or you finished that task, now what's the most important thing? And just remembering that like it adjusts all the time and it changes, but like we have to keep that in the moment reminder that like what's most important right now
0: I had no idea from, a, from a, a word standpoint, linguistic standpoint, that the word priorities has only been used in the past. Yeah. In the past. It's a
1: much years. more recent.
0: That's fascinating. Crazy. I know. Okay. So then when you're working with someone, let's just say you're working with someone one-on-one and they have conflicting priorities. Um, how do you coach someone through making that decision?
1: Oh, well, I have a few different priority audits that I work with people and offer them. And so basically the whole main objective, regardless of how you do it, is trying to become more objective. (laughs) I guess I phrased that wrong because I gave it away. Um, But just learning, because I think what happens is so often we become so personally attached and like these things that we're doing become like where we are getting our identity or whatever. And so it's learning to realize that like these are separate tasks and things and some of the questions to find out, it's like, well, how urgent is it? Like, what's the deadline for this thing? Or how many people does it affect? You know, what's the impact going to be? How frustrating is it? Like if something has a really high level of frustration, it impacts a lot of people and you're doing it every day. Well, you need to figure that out before you figure out something that like doesn't impact anyone and you do once every three months. Like you don't need to focus on that right now because that doesn't have the same like rating. So we, I actually get people to like fill out a rating and check boxes and like try to separate and get like a bird's eye view of like all these things that you say are important. There are ways to figure out what's actually the most important.
0: That's awesome. And you call that the priority
1: audit. That's one of your signature mm-hmm. programs. Awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. it's like an exercise. So it's not necessarily a program. It's just like a two page um Audit that people can just go through and you can do it for any area of your life. So got it. Okay, cool So let's
0: shift gears a little bit and what I want to ask you next is about the post five reasons why you need a schedule
1: Yeah A lot of people shy away from creating a schedule because they for a lot of reasons, but I think it boils down to they feel stuck or restricted by a schedule, especially people who are really creative or free spirits, but a schedule brings structure, and by that I mean you're able to actually accomplish the things that you want to do because you have a plan for them. If you never put things in your calendar and you never put things in your schedule to do, then the likelihood of you completing them or accomplishing them is so much lower. Um, And so the schedule holds you accountable because it's like, well, this is supposed to be what you're doing right now. Are you actually doing it? (laughs) And so it's like that accountability partner with us. Um, Schedules also keep us really focused. Like we're basically giving ourselves permission to be focused because what so many of us struggle with is, well, I need to do all three of these things today. But if we try to do all three of those things at one time, we're not going to get anything done. We're going to bounce between tasks, get distracted by Instagram, hop to our email. Right. But it's like, we have a schedule that says for this next hour, I'm going to work on this task and this task only. It gives us that freedom to let the other things go. And just be like, you know, I don't have to worry about those things because they have time blocks in the rest of my day. So I'm going to focus on this one thing for this hour, get it done or make the progress I need to on it. And then I'm going to move to the next thing. And there's this sudden like freedom of realizing like every hour has a job and I've assigned this, this job, and I don't have to worry about all these other things and think about them all the time.
0: Yeah. I do that at work. Um, And I do chunking. So I actually create an appointment for myself called work time. And then in the location part on Outlook is where I list the things that I want to get done. So when that quote appointment has ended, I know I have to sequence over to the next thing on the appointment, whether that's like free time to do just other stuff in the office or whether now it's like
1: I'm going to go to lunch or I have to go to this meeting. Um, Totally. Time blocking is one of the best skills that we can all implement.
0: Well, thank you. I'm glad I'm using it then. So way to go. <laughs> so then do you do you teach a paper planner over an electronic planner or do you just sort of tell people like, go with the tool that makes you feel the most comfortable?
1: Ding, 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 ding. Right. <laughs> that, is, that is the winner. I believe that everyone is so different and that we all need to figure out the combination of things that fit us. So I haven't been using a paper planner now. It's been like three years where I've been completely digital. So I still use like notepads and notebooks to brainstorm. And sometimes if it's a crazy day, I'll take my to-do list out of Trello and like put it on a piece of paper so that it's really easy to see. And I'm not getting distracted by jumping back into my, you know, my web browser or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it's all about finding the right fit and combination of, of things.
0: So you're a Trello girl then. Yes. I love Trello. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure it out. I was in a coaching program that was using Asana and I could never, um, I just could never get my my bearings there. So I've, st- I've created a Trello account and I haven't started using it to its fullest potential yet, but.
1: Well, you know. I can send you a couple of resources. Um, two of my biz friends actually created an incredible course all about Trello that oh, cool. um, I've gone through and I recommend people going like starting Trello go through. But the thing that I like about it is it's very visual and you can't like hide tasks. Like you see everything. Right things don't disappear. And that's what I find happens in Asana. But it's also great. I mean, if you know how to use it and you use it well, then use it. Exactly. (laughs) Whatever you use to help you plan.
0: Exactly. So, okay, let's shift gears then to one more of the blog posts of yours that I found fascinating. And this one is called how to plan everything, which sounds very global and also sounds very daunting. So, um, let's pick that apart a little bit from your perspective.
1: Yeah. Sounds good. So I created this modern planner framework, um, because I was finding that I was, I I teach people how to plan lots of different things. And so the challenge is that you don't want to have something different for everything. Like you want to be able to kind of follow a similar routine. So this framework is a cycle. So I always have it as like a circular diagram, but it starts by prioritizing. So It doesn't matter what you're gonna plan, you need to prioritize because there is no point in you investing time planning something that you shouldn't be doing in the first place. So if you just decide, oh, I have this idea, I should create a plan and execute it and you just like run with it without going, okay, well, what are all the ideas I've had recently? What are the things I need to focus on? So that prioritizing stage is really making sure like, okay, you're doing what you should be doing. Um, And then once you know that priority, then the second step is to plan. So then we create our plan. And I, could, I can get a lot more detailed in that planning piece because um, there's a lot of different things that we can use. But just like creating a plan, documenting the steps that we're going to take to get that done. Um, and then the third step in that is act. So now we have to actually execute an act. And this is where it falls apart for a lot of people because they don't have the tools in place. So that's where things like putting it in your calendar, using time mm-hmm. blocking, getting really organized in a task management software, learning how to create the environment that helps you work best. I work best at home in my office by myself. Some people can do that in a coffee shop. I can't. I'm like, dee, 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 like a right. squirrel. Like, oh, who just walked in? Oh, what are they, what are they drinking? Like, I just want to know what's going on around. <laughs> so it's like figuring all of those things out so we can actually act and execute. Um, and then the fourth step is adjust. And almost everyone misses that part of the framework. Cause it's like, we create a plan, but then we feel like this is what we have to do. There's no flexibility, but it's like, that's the beauty of planning is that adjusting is built right into this framework. Um, and we should constantly be evaluating and adjusting and going, okay, well, what changed this week? So how should my plan change? How should this project change? What should my tactic be to, um, adjust this? And so that cycle of prioritize plan act adjust, we can apply that to, anything in our life. And it will help us plan it.
0: I love that too. And I will tell you the control freaks in the audience, myself included, we tend to like freak out when something isn't going to plan in the steps that you want to. And so that adjustment piece, that's super important to create sanity (laughs) uh, or avoid insanity for that matter. Um, I love that. Okay. So you have a couple signature programs out there. Um do you want to talk a little bit about those and let people know
1: where they can find them? Yeah, for sure. So the thing that I'm becoming known for is hosting planning parties. Okay? <laughs> so awesome. I host them virtually and I host them um in person and usually they're 90 minutes and we get together and we hang out and we do a planning party. So we usually are planning like a month or a quarter or a project. Those are three of the biggest things that I plan. Um, And all the details can just be found at modernplanner.com. That's the easiest place to find the details. Um, So planning parties are kind of becoming my jam. I've hosted um, over 30 of them in the last year and a half, which is impressive considering I have a daughter who's a year and a half. Um, So yeah, and hundreds, hundreds of women have gone through planning parties. So that's kind of becoming my thing and I love it so much. And then my group program, which right now is the only way for people to work with me. Um, is called the Quarterly Planning Circle. And okay. so all the details about that can be found at ww.the-quarterly.com. That's the website for that. And um, yeah, it's a 12-month program, but the doors open every three months. So people can come in just for three months and then leave, whatever, if the topics are what they're really looking for. But I have um, about a 60% return rate um, each quarter. So people that come back, and then we always have new women joining us, but we just walk through different planning principles like boundaries, systems, prioritizing, living intentionally, um, simplifying our home, all of these kinds of things that support. And then we have monthly planning parties and training in our Facebook group. So that's the main thing that I'm focused on right now.
0: I love it that I love that you could get in for three months and then and then renew and and move on. That is that's a lot of programs don't allow for that flexibility but like you said adjustments right adjustments (laughs) you got to ask you a quick question about the planning party so do you ever do you do those for specialized groups like if an office came to you to say oh my god nobody here can plan we really need your help and they would just create um a specialized planning party with you you would we would hire you to do that.
1: Right. Yeah, totally. I do. I do lots of training and speaking locally. And then I also do lots of virtual stuff. So I can take someone, someone be like, Hey, I was on a planning party. You talked about projects. Could you actually do a project planning party with, you know, my group of people or with my team on this topic? Um, so that's definitely something that I do. I love practical workshops to me. If I'm going to speak, Like I want people taking time to do it. And so that's what the planning parties are. I set up a concept and then I set a five minute timer and you go away and you actually do that. Right. And so that it's when you leave a planning party, you have your plan or most of your plan. That's great. Awesome.
0: Well, all kinds of reasons to have parties coming up here with the holidays and maybe someone can pitch a planning party for the holidays with you. Um so let's see. So you've got the priority audit and that's online. And you've got the quarterly planning party that's also online. Can you tell the the listeners out there again your website one more time and then where they can find you on social.
1: Yeah, perfect. So the website is modernplanner.com. So one word, nice and simple. And you can find me on Instagram. That is where I am active. So it's modern underscore planner um, on Instagram.
0: So modernplanner.com, and then you can do the underscore on Instagram. Yes. Perfect. Last question, Catherine. This is my going to be my signature question for everybody. So we all know that there are 24 usable hours in every day. So if you were to wake up tomorrow and magically have a 25th hour, how would you spend that extra hour for yourself or for your Sleeping. family, whatever. Sleeping.
1: <laughs> when When you're running a business and a house with a toddler who doesn't always sleep through the night because teething, Oh my gosh, um, an extra hour of sleep.
0: Well, cool. I can hang. I don't have kids, but I can hang
1: with that for sure. Yeah.
0: So, y'all, I mean, this is. Know
1: where I'd read a book. That would be the other thing. But I'm pretty sure sleep wins right now. <laughs> if you're
0: pooped, you go to the sleeping. If you're inspired, you go to the book. Totally exactly. Awesome. You guys, this is Catherine Hofer with Modern Planner. And that brings us to the end of the show. So, tune in next Wednesday for another inspirational episode. Elevators, I am out of here. For more background on our little podcast and business, please visit my website at www.silverpeakdevelopment.com. See you next week.